This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, thanks for listening to this, the uh, Shrimps Trust podcast. Uh, as usual, uh, joining Joel from the Trust, uh, we have our usual boardroom representative, uh, who is a legend in his own home. Uh, I always introduce him as our chief executive, as it's uh, it seems to make him chuckle. Uh, as has been calling him, uh, what were you calling him? Chairman, I call him. Chairman, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, and it's uh, Sir Roderick of Taylor. Uh, thank you for coming on, Rod. Hey David, yeah, guys. Uh, and also we have a, a gentleman who, uh, well, he's already spoken already, but uh, he's become, uh, well, I call him a fixture and fitting at the Mazuma. Uh, midfielder who's played, <laughs> one, of the, one of the very few people in recent Morecambe history who's actually played under four different managers for the Shrimps, although one of them was uh, a temporary one. Um, but he was a vital cog in our uh, promotion from League Two last season. Thanks for coming second time back on, Aaron Wildig. Evening, gents. Thanks for having me. And uh, we've got to start by um, talking about Wicked Wanderers. Um, we had a, an absolute belter of a game down there. Lost 4-3 when perhaps should have got something that day. Um, and apparently uh, apparently it was the pitch's fault we won, Joel. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. I was, I, was, I was actually tuning into a bit of uh, Ivory Coast versus... Uh, Egypt in, in, in the African Cup of Nations and then that was a pretty poor pitch I was, I was wondering what Gareth Ainsworth was making of that one but uh, yeah I, it was a bizarre statement to make from him considering the, uh, they're not exactly a, a ticky-tacky side really are they uh, <laughs> it might affect that but anyway in terms of our performance it, it was a brilliant performance you know I think going behind so early on before the game really kind of settled just getting hit like that was a bit of a blow but it didn't really seem to, to knock the team at all to be honest like for after we kind of get our composure and then I think we pretty much dominated the rest of half. We have a couple of really good chances that don't quite go in there. I think a couple of blocks from, from, from our younger. And then obviously from one of those to get the corner, lovely delivery. Uh, <laughs> 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 run down here. And then, uh, yeah, get back into it. And again, a bit of a, bit of a kind of a, a bit of a suck, oh, not quite a sucker punch because we've come back from it, but you know, a bit of a blow with that, that goal after half time that, you know, nice volley, kind of a bit out of nowhere, a little bit, just a set piece that loops up. And then again, like, we didn't really kind of, we didn't fold at all from that. We just kept on going and going. And at the end of the day, I think they were a little bit lucky to get their two goals. If you kind of take the balance of play, I think we, we thoroughly deserved the win. I know uh, Tom Collins from Shrimps Online, he was, he was making the point that it's probably one of our best and most complete ever performances in the EFL, really. You know, we've gone against one of the top sides in the league and we've really bossed them and, and got a very, very deserved victory. I think it's a great point in the fact that it was a great performance, but I felt it was maybe it was only one or maybe two notches above the performance against Wigan, Aaron, when we played really well and got nothing, but we actually got what we deserved on Saturday. No, definitely. I think, like you said there, there wasn't really a loss of confidence, if you like, after the Wigan game, because we knew we played well on the night. It was a bit of misfortune for me. It was a Stonewall penalty. I'm still not sure how the ref didn't give that. 
Um, and I think the goal that what the disappointing thing on the Wigan game was just the goal before half time. If you took it back and you said to any team, 44 minutes on the clock, and even though we're saying on the pitch, look, don't concede two minutes, you'd see it out, wouldn't you? But just concede so late in the half just takes your wind out of your sail a little bit coming in at the break. But no, we, um, we thought we were, uh, we're, were doing all right. They're obviously building up pressure at the start of the second half. And uh, I don't know what you think, but the goal seemed to be a bit of a push in the back. Then it just loops in and you think, but no, we reacted well. And yeah, for me, should have took something from that game as well. But the Wigan game, um, it, <laughs> maybe we did learn something from the Wigan game, which was don't panic, because we always looked pretty confident. Uh, we've, you know, before we came on air, we mentioned, uh, you know, Jonah had, had possibly one of his most dynamic games. Uh, and I know you and the gaffer had identified uh, Joe Jacobson as a weakness. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I don't think it was more of a weakness. It's more of that we've, like, I, I fancied Jonah to get at him at every opportunity. And obviously the gaffer had seen that as well and, and mentioned it. But um, it sounds mad. They scored after like one minute, 30 seconds. But even in the minute before that, we were we actually started the game okay. I think we got a couple of crosses into the box and that. And I was yeah. on the pitch. You start trying to analyse what's where's the space in the game and all stuff like that. And I was thinking, oh, we might get a bit of joy here today. But then they go and score, um, and it take it's, it's a bit like, oh, here we go. But no, great reaction. Um, I think we're we're getting that togetherness, that that character within the squad now. Um, yeah, and hopefully, it seems. To, I don't know what you think, but it seems to be that we're better off shooting towards the away in second half. Because <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's that's the second game now, Doncaster in that game where we've been been like losing and come back. So yeah, we might have to change change around. <laughs> it's strange. I, I read the stat and I haven't checked it. Perhaps Joel will know, but somebody said we've actually scored one goal in our end since the first week in October or something. Yeah, I, I believe it might have been Surely James. Not. Yeah, I think it might have been James Lambert so to give him a bit of credit for that. But yeah, but I think it's. Anthony O'Connor is the only player who scored in that end in something it's like mad, two or three it? months. Yeah. That, doesn't Weird. Include, that doesn't include the FA Cup because Azza scored in that end. Oh, yeah, my screamer in the cup. Yeah, I forgot about hey. that. Uh, no, <laughs> no, can I just say, that wasn't a screamer. That was a lovely finish. That was a lovely finish. <laughs> little tap in at the back post. That's my, uh, that's been my bread and butter over the last 12 months. Then. You're underselling <laughs> that. That was a beautiful volley, man. <laughs> to be fair, I think, I think it was all in the run, to be fair. Coming straight yeah. off the touchline when they would quite yeah, it wasn't bad for a first touch actually. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it fouled to me within like thirty seconds of coming on. Yeah, so, I, I thought you looked knackered after that. We should have subbed you. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably about right. <laughs> so looking we've at two, we've had two uh, really stern tests, David. Um, the last two games, haven't we? You know, the, the Wigan game and then the Wickham, the Wickham game, and we've shown a really, I think, a really tough. Um, Side to uh, to the squad, really. You know, coming back, I, I wasn't there Saturday. I, I couldn't even get into the car. Um, I'd, I'd done my knee in, and I couldn't even flex me me, me leg to get into the car. So I watched it. I watched it on uh, iFollow. Um, some strange decision again went to get against us. And you sometimes think, you know, if we didn't have bad luck, we wouldn't have any luck at all. Um, there was a few strange ones, but. It, you know, you go one nil down so early in the game, you think, "Oh my God!" You know, here we go, and we just showed that really strong underbelly and, and got on with it. Like it's a great performance. You know, you mentioned Wickham away early on. That first half there was just, mm. just magnificent. Um, yeah. Could have been three or four. Know, it? Oh, stand standout performance that. So yeah, we're on the right lines, aren't we? I think we're on the right lines. 
I, I think it, you, you can't, I mean, it, maybe I'm overstating it, but um, there's been a definite, a definite different look about uh, three of the back five since Jacob and Trevor have come in. Uh, and, and I know that, you know, sometimes new signings can be unsettling, but sometimes they can have a positive effect, Aaron. Uh, and they look to have had a really good, you know, there seems to be a spark back. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's difficult speaking as a player on those sort of things when you're within the squad. Um, but no, I think obviously Trevor brings that experience, calm head. I think some of his technique, you could probably put him in the centre of the pitch and start spraying balls from there with, with his left and right foot because he's technically really, really good. And uh, to be fair, Jacob, fairly quiet lad, but he's just come in and gone about his business. Um, been excellent, to be honest, is not he? He stepped out, out, stepped out the back well. Um, first game against Tottenham. I think it showed what he was all about. And then sometimes you think the Tottenham game, like it's hard to judge players because it's a different game. But he's come into League One and, and uh, he's excelled in the, in the games he's played. So hopefully, long may that continue towards the end of the season and we keep picking up results. Yeah, very much so. Um, so going back, going back again to the Wicking game, uh, we played, we, they played pretty much like we expected, Joel. Uh, and like I say, the complaints about the pitch is a bit ludicrous, really, because obviously uh, you, they, they weren't really playing it into Akin Fenway's feet at any point, were they? No, that's the thing. I, th- I, I, th- I think I post online after the game, like, you know, if it, if it was a team who did like to kind of knock it around a bit, then I can kind of half see why there might be a little bit of a course of complaint, but not really. But uh, but yeah, considering that, you know, their tactic is to go along and and I've got absolutely no problem with that. You know, look how we got promoted last season. We we were quite direct, so I've got absolutely no problem with their tactics at all. But you know, to, to, to bring up as an excuse with uh, regarding the pitch, you know, that's just a bit it's a bit ridiculous, really. And you look at some of the other pitches around League Two around this league at the moment. It's ours looks kind of medium level at the minute. Like I was, uh, I think it was MK Dons. Their pitch has really turned up a bit. Stadium of Light, Sunderland, and they've got way more resources than us. And uh, I was watching Fleetwood last night, and they their, their pitch is cutting up now. So it, it's just it happens at this time of year. You know, it's better. It's a lot better than years gone by. But it is. You know, we we we're in it. We're in it. You know, because of the country we're in, it, it rains, <laughs> and that happens a bit over the winter and, and, and autumn, and the pitches do get affected unless you're in the Premier League, essentially. Well, we we played. I mean, you know, we played a lot more football than they did on it. It didn't seem to affect us, Aaron, did it? <laughs> no, I don't like the pitches this time of the year. Like he's like Joel was saying, um, I was in Fleetwood last night. I think it was Burton Albion was the other game I seen. Look way worse than our pitches. Yeah. And the pitches, I, I always think the pitch is a bit of a weird excuse because it's, it's the same for both teams, isn't it? So, it is, yeah. So no, you got to adapt. You're going to get bad pitches at this time of year in in the lower leagues of English football. So yeah, it's. I don't think you really talk about it much as a player kind of thing. You just kind of get on with it. And yeah. as long as you, unless you shim one out of play and then you can point at the pitch. <laughs> Other than that. And yeah, that's it's, 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 not, it's not main road or the baseball ground in the 70s, for God's sake. Oh, God. Yeah, where, the where, where there wouldn't be a blade of grass right now. No. So, yeah, I'm with Aaron. I think, it, you know, it's easy making excuses like that. We're in the Northwest. It is January. Grass doesn't grow unless you've got. You know, loads of uh, lighting on there um, every day of the week to repair it. It's a reality, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I, I think, like I say, it was a. I, I'm surprised at Gareth because he's he's actually he's a pretty reasonable bloke, and uh, using that as an excuse, maybe it was just it was a bit too soon after the game to actually analyse it. I don't know. I'm, I'll let him off because 
he's a decent northern lad and he's he's always very friendly so and he, he always he always comes up with some uh, some nice things about us always has when jim was in charge etc so i'm not going to complain too much but um final thing on the wickham game uh, just the the fantastic battle between uh, Cole Stockton and Ryan Taffazoli, which Ryan finally got a book in for I think it was his fifth foul, which uh, for me the first one which was right on the touchline where Cole turned him and then nipped it past him and he just literally barged him and then pulled his shirt. That that should yeah. have been for me that was a yellow straight away with the yeah. rules because that was that was a professional foul and he let that go and then. Unfortunately, I think he, he, after that, he, he, by t- 10 minutes in the second half, he'd lost control for me. But that's what I think. Rod? I totally agree with you. I think there's a, you know, Cole, Cole Stockton does take a lot of stick. You see, week in, week out. Um, should he get a little bit more protection? Yeah, yeah, possibly. And, and you look at stuff, you know, you can watch Premiership football um, any night of the week and, and you'll see that sort of thing, you know, being punished. I thought, yeah, that could have been a, a game changer. We came through it on Saturday. Um, we came through it in style. But, yeah, that, that, that could have been, um, you know, an early yellow and then later on he'd have been away, wouldn't he? He's too honest, the big man, isn't he? He's too honest. Yeah, I he, think is. No, he, he is. He backs his strength too much to like, where sometimes you should probably just go over and take the foul. But he's, yeah, because he's so strong, he's just too honest. Yeah. Um, Go on. Is that a good? Is that a good trait, though, Aaron? You know, no, it is. It is a good trait, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a lot about the character, but he could, he could probably buy one or two more. Yeah, no, it is a good trait. You're right, but it's just like you say, a couple of times he's he's that. It's a blatant foul. Whereas the, yeah. you know what it's like. You start, you you stay up. The ref doesn't give it, does it? You, you kind of go over. The ref will give it. Which, which is it, it? You know, it, it is a. It's it's a credit to Cole as a person. Yeah, uh, because and the other thing that Cole does very very well is when when he gets a foul given against him, never complains. He just walks away smiling. Yeah, and you just think, well, was it a foul or not, Cole? <laughs> because he doesn't even complain. Now, you and you and I know all four of us have watched football for donkeys years. You've played it in our division, and last year when there was there was only us doing the commentary, I think it was uh, Cheltenham at home, and Cheltenham at home, their centre half headed it into the stand and went, ah, ball! <laughs> and I'm like, you're a bloody idiot, mate. I'm sorry. You know, he headed it into the stand and they went, ah, ball! And it was like, what, what are footballers really that stupid? And Cole's the complete antithesis of that. If he's given a foul away because he's, he's been over, he just goes, yeah, and, and walks off. And that's, that's got to be a good thing because he's honest. Either that or he's just too tired to complain. <laughs> I think, I think I, if I was called, I'd lose my head. I mean, I'm in the stands and my head's gone. I'm not even the one getting fouled. But uh, yeah, no, pretty- I, 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 I admit, I, my wife was stood next to me, and Saturday on the four, third or fourth foul from Tafazoli, I was like, "Get your bloody card out!" and screaming it because it was like, "Come on, that's enough now." And then, of course, the first card was Greg Lee for a high foot when he was generally going for the ball and their lad put his head down. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, you know, and we get the first yellow card. So that's obviously that's the massive chip on my shoulder and we'll move on. But it does, David, it does it does give Peter Day a lot to shout about though. Yeah, true. Yeah. And that's it keeps us entertained, doesn't it, when all said and done. But anyway, we move on. Um so Aaron, um, Again, um, like I, I said in the intro, 
you've played under four different Morecambe managers. It, it, Who, yeah. I was trying to think the fourth. Who's the, is that oh, Baz yeah. and Kev? Yeah, Baz and Kev won. Right, yeah. okay, yeah. So, well, actually, so five, because they were a management team, weren't they? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so obviously Jim Bentley, uh, and then obviously the short-lived Baz and Kev reign, which was 100% successful, best record that will never be beaten. <laughs> uh, and then um, uh, Mr Adams, and then obviously now we've got Robbo. So, um, from our point of view, you've played under four, you know, we've had varying different fortunes, but you find yourself back in League One when you came to us originally as a player of the season when you were at Shrewsbury in League One. So, there's, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be some differences in when you've gone back to when you left it. What, as in League One, as in what, what basically what I think of League One? Yeah. I think, um, like, it's just the, the top 10 clubs, isn't it? When you, when... I think that, that calibre of club, especially this season, I don't think, I think you had Sheffield United and teams like that in when, when I was playing for Shoesbury in it. But this year you seem to have four or five more than your four and five teams, for example. You've got from Cholton to Ipswich, Sunderland, Sheffield Wed. You've got so many big clubs in there. I think that's the major difference, is it? Resources, um, I'm sure the chairman would say as well, wage structure to some of these clubs. I think we're playing Wigan the other night and I think there are a lot of, a fair few players on on what we get, well, what they get a week and what we get in about four or five months. So, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what you're competing with. But look, it's, it's a challenge. And I think we, as a club and as players, we're under no illusions it's going to be difficult. But I think you're starting to see now, like the chairman said earlier, we're starting to get that togetherness and hopefully we're building something now into these final 19 games. So, yeah, I think in terms of from the difference between now and then, it's, it's probably more difficult, if I'm being honest, in, in just this season alone, just because of the size of the clubs. And, all, and also, as you, you've touched on there, I, I think there's probably 10 clubs where they've got people sat on the bench who would no doubt probably in the starting position for us because the, the depth of squad, uh, particularly places like... Uh, the reason I'm, I'm saying this is because uh, MK Dons came to us and obviously beat us 4-0 and... Mo Issa hadn't played for a month because they had Waters on loan and then he got injured and they brought Mo Issa in alongside and I just looked at their bench that day and I was thinking, blimey, and this lot are right, they were seventh or eighth at the time and the depth of squad is amazing. You've got some really, really good footballers. No, exactly. You've only got to look at January at the minute. You've only got to look at some of the signings that Sunderland are making, that Wigan are making, that Ipswich or whoever else are making. Signing players that have played Premier League games in the last two or three years and stuff like that. So I think that's the level we're competing at. But look, we're up for the challenge, and that's what, that's what it's about playing for a club like Morecambe, isn't it? But uh, trying to overachieve and stuff like that. So no, it's exciting, really. And from a personal point of view, um, obviously you had a, a great season when we got promoted, uh, and obviously uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to that that winning winning goal against Salford, which was. Uh, um, it always tickles me because yeah, obviously the ground was empty, but uh, there was me and myself and a colleague doing the commentary, and it tickled us because you, you and I have to mention it because you, you, you sort of like it was going wide and you just got a foot on it, and then all you did was like wave, follow me, follow me, and, <laughs> and that, that, that was a fantastic evening. That and to score the winner two in next two in, in injury time, that was a fantastic evening, and that summed up the season, really, didn't it? Yeah, that was uh, that was some night actually. It's just such a shame there weren't fans there because you score those two late goals and have been on the pitch, or I would have been in the stand, one or the other. So it's just a shame. That's the only thing. But no, that was the character last year we had, and um, yeah, that was a good night. But 
No, it was a top season. Really, really enjoyed it. But just the shame is you look back and you watch clips of it and a lot of it's with no fans there. So it takes a little bit of the edge off it. But it was luckily to get, get them back in for the, for the playoffs and that was, was in the end so much more enjoyable with them there. Yeah, true. And, uh, and looking, at, looking at your form this season, uh, you've, you've been, uh, shall we say, unlucky with injuries. And I know you were, last time you came on, you were like, I'm hoping to stay injury free. But you've, you've found a bit of form and you've managed to keep fit in recent weeks. And, and that's set an upturn in your fortunes and the team's. Yeah, no, like you say, um, coming off the back of last season, which is, to be honest, my best season in football in terms of goals and return and and, pl- and playing, I think I played four. I think I started every game I was available for, which is almost 40, 50 games or something like that. I don't know. So I was trying to hit the ground running, to be honest. New manager, um, I thought I'd done quite well in pre season. Um, I think I was in line to probably start the first day. Well, definitely in contention anyway. And um, to pull a hamstring before the start of the season and then to do an ankle, then to get ill with a flare up of my. I've got like a stomach condition. Then to come back and do an ankle on a set play session in the afternoon, which is basically unopposed. You just start thinking, well, oh, what's going on here? You start thinking you're cursed, but no, it's. I've come under no illusions. We've got some really good players. Um, it's, it's been difficult to get a game, um, especially I think we're well stocked in the middle of the pitch. So it's just about. I'm quite experienced in the squad now. It's been a good character around the place, trying to help others, trying to bring an influence to the team now. And uh, like you said, I've got in at the minute, and uh, hopefully I can stay there. But I think you probably saw towards the end that third game in the week for the first time in about six, seven months. I was absolutely knackered that last 15, 20 minutes on Saturday. I was, I thought I was going to spew, actually, at one point. I was that knackered. But um, I just think that's a, it's all about getting rhythm now, hopefully. It's quite difficult to just pick up rhythm out of nowhere. So um, I think that's probably the key now to try and try and get some rhythm. But like I say, the, the, you, you appeared back in. And, uh, it, you know, is it a coincidence that our form has picked up? Because um, I always think you do... Your, your job is to knit things together and make the, make the odd run forward. You did that against Wigan. You're right, it was a penalty. Um, we, we spoke about that last week, didn't we, Joel? Yeah, I know, yeah. Well, I'm not, no, no idea how the ref missed that looking back at it, you know. But just one of those, but yeah. And we, haven't, we haven't had a right lot of luck, as Rod says. But um, So, yeah, looking at that, um, I'll, I'll hand you over now to somebody who's probably got a lot more better questions, Joel. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously one of, one of the key things that's kind of happened, I think you alluded to already, obviously, the goal scoring. I, I was looking back uh, uh, over your games under, under Derek and uh, and the first one was, was the Macclesfield goal. And yep. that one, I think it it's, it's a nice little turn. It's a, straight, it's a little touch and turn. Big deflection, wasn't it, if I remember? Yeah, Although, yeah I yeah. think the turn, you know, straight out of the Cole Stockton playbook, I think, <laughs> came on the box and turn it. But even though it comes, but like, in terms of the goal itself, like you say, I think, I think there was a deflection with the goalkeeper going the wrong way. But like, a couple of games after, you score two great volleys in two games, and then next season you get double digits. So even though it was kind of a, that, it took a deflection, what was that goal against Macclesfield? Almost a bit of like a, I'm not sure to be honest Um, I think in Derek's first game in charge we played a JPT game on the Tuesday night I think I scored in that um, late on and it was kind of just the setup he played um, similar to this year really but slightly different in basically last year and under Derek I've just had a license to just break lines every time we we attacked basically it was um, every time the ball went into Cole he, he liked me breaking lines and getting in the box and I just think that was something that worked for me. I, I, I kind of got to new Jono's game and, and Carlos's game and Cole's game on how they would get them when they, and like when they would make crosses and 
when the ball would be set back to a fullback, where they sort of where Cooney or Calv would want to cross it, and because I normally play on the left of a three, so it was just like getting to know people's games and, and when to make runs into the box. Um, and obviously, that's something I'd like to bring this year. I've, I've not, I've, I've managed to score the one cup goal. I've missed a good few chances, to be honest. I missed a good one at Sunderland, and I missed a fairly decent one against Crew as well. So, look up. I know I can get in the box. Um, just about trying to. I think it's a bit more disciplined this year. I'm not. I can't be as gun ho with my runs, and it's more about picking and choosing when I can go. But um, no, I'd like to think I could still nip a few definitely. So I think it's interesting what you mentioned about that. What you were what could have put you in, that, in a position to be able to score those goals, knowing the, knowing the games of all your teammates. And I think in these last few games, I think what you can probably point out as well is uh, we are starting to get a little bit more of a settled lineup. You know, that, that front three of a younger Stockton and who is getting pretty settled. And then you yourself in, in midfield, I think it's since half-time against, barring uh, the Spurs game, obviously when things did have to change a bit because of the yeah, yeah. point of opponent. But in the league, it's it's been uh, you, Toons and, and, and Shane McLaughlin. So is that... Is kind of finding that consistency of teammate and learning their game kind of a big part of that, all that? Yeah, I think it obviously helps when you know when someone's going to cross a ball, for example, I knew John wanted to get half a yard and cross a ball and stuff. So I think all that does help from, from a midfielder trying to make runs. But like you said, you're starting to, to get, get to know players more. I've only played what, I think I've played six or seven games or something this year now in, in the league or started anyway. So um, no, it's still kind of new for me, but like I'm an experienced player. I've watched the lads all season. And I know what their strengths and that's are. So, like I said, I'm probably just not as gung-ho this year in, in terms of my run. It's more about picking and choosing and analysing where our other midfielders are on the pitch. For example, like Toombs and Shane, like where are they on the pitch before I make my run and stuff. So, And I think that comes with the detail of the coaching from the gaffer, to be honest. Um, his detail's really in-depth, um, what he wants from, from players and stuff like that. So I don't think it's more... Um, just making the box every time, whereas I would last year. So I think that's, yeah, like you say, key. So I think you've kind of touched upon, obviously, the, the, the kind of detail that uh, the, the manager gives you at the moment. I think that's that's something that uh, I think a couple of other play, play, players have mentioned in interviews. But uh, so kind of going on under all three managers that you play for at Morecambe, obviously, there's only, I know there's only so much you can kind of say, but what are the kind of main differences between uh, Jim, Derek and, and obviously now Robbo? Um, Oh, there's a lot of differences. Uh, <laughs> the current manager's detail um, is incredible, really. Um, I'm, I, I, would, would do, I think uh, Charlie told me to do this tomorrow night, but I was like, I can't because I take the 15s, 16s and more. Can I help out there with the coaching? So he's been great in, the, in terms of like, looking at how he works and all stuff like that because his details, like, open. if you could sit and talk to him for an hour about football, like, it would just open your mind to the detail he goes into. Um, Derek was more of a kind of give you responsibility in terms of like go out and do it and put trust into well I think we played like a consistent 11 quite a lot you could probably pick his team and before the game and then we just built momentum and stuff like that but um he was more probably a bit more distant from the from the group um training was was very similar throughout the week throughout throughout the season really um and we just do little tactical stuff 10-15 minutes here and there but you read a lot of stuff about we were so well drilled and all stuff like that. But in terms of actually minutes of doing it, we wouldn't actually do that much stuff on, on our shape and all stuff. It was just how it happened in the game and all things like that, which was probably quite strange hearing that. And, um, and then Jim was just a really, really good man manager. Um, you always wanted to do your best for him. Um, really great guy. And uh, yeah, similar to, they're all similar in a, in a lot of ways, to be honest. But um, again, very different as well. Oh, that's really interesting, about, especially about that, that point about Derek and uh, 
because yeah, you kind of I kind of have this kind of image of a kind of Roy Hodgson yeah. style, like everybody stand around in the four foot one. No, not at all. It was like my dad would be like, "Oh, do you do shaping that all the time?" When he was watching it on the iPhone, and I was like, "No." To be honest, we do like ten minutes on a Thursday, maybe ten minutes on a Friday, and it, that, and the rest of the week would be pretty much the same throughout. To be honest, we the odd game here and there if we we're playing the top of the league, we might do a bit a little bit extra. But in terms of like the actual detail of the way we were setting up, it wasn't it wasn't as um, as much information as you think. It was more just a the trust of the players to some and people thought we'd sit off a lot and we did sit off a lot but there'd be certain games where we'd be like right now we go and press and that was like the Tramier game in the playoffs first leg his, his instructions were to sit off soak it up hit him on the counter-attack but then first half of the second leg it was like right we're pressing them from minute one and we went and got on the front foot got an early goal and all stuff like that so I think we adapted quite a lot to, to different situations and I think that was his his uh, management style yeah so going back to go, 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 sorry going, uh, going back to last season uh, was there a particular point in the season where you kind of thought, oh, you know what, this this actually might happen with the promotion and everything? Um, if, if you speak to big teams, big teams will tell you we walked in <laughs> in the last week of pre-season was like, we'll get a medal this year. So if you speak to big teams, he, he'll tell you then. But for me, um, oh, what was, a, what was this, the point for me? Um, I don't know, really, to be honest. I think once you start coming up to that Christmas period you, and like, you play Grimsby, I think it was Boxing Day, and uh, we, it was a windy game and they, we were back against the wall first half, but we were so comfortable. We just knew we'd win the game. Like, we were 1-0 down, I think, at half-time, and the lads were just like, oh, we'll win. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was no stress, which was quite a different environment to what I've been in over, my, over the years I've been at Morecambe. So it was just like, we'll win. And there was that belief within the squad. And I think as you just saw, we just even, there was no stress. Like, Harrogate away, you'd watch the game and you'd be like, we got battered. but we knew we'd win the game. Like we scored after like a minute, I think it was, but we were comfortable within the game. And uh, I don't know. There was just a belief. I think. I think the one regret is we didn't win the league. I honestly believe that. If, if without a few red cards, we'd have won the league. I think. What did we finish? Four points off the top, was it? In the end? Yeah, yeah. it was about four points off top. So yeah, I think yeah. there probably is quite a good case for those. I mean, a lot of the red cards they weren't. They weren't horror challenges. It was just little bitty stuff, really, wasn't it? And they're all in the big games. Newport, was it? Tramier, um, Bolton, which was one. And you, you just think, and they were good. Like the Bolton, I think the Newport one was, was it 1-1 one, one at the time or something like that? Yeah. And then, I yeah, think and, the, fir- the first, I mean, the, fir- the one at their place, it was a kind of second yellow to give away a penalty. So I wouldn't, I remember yeah. not feeling too aggrieved about that one, but the one at our place when Lavelle got sent off for a yeah, that was one all and, challenge and uh, Adam Phillips and Mr. Penn as well. So. That was true. Yeah. yeah. So but no, it was um, Cambridge as well. Gibble got sent off and the ball was going out for a throw. Yeah, it was like last man, you just think. But, but before that Cambridge game, actually, Derek hadn't really said anything. He, he just was like, look, we're going for a, like, just keep going, just keep going. But before that, he pulled us on the Friday, he was like, I want to win the league. And actually, it turned out that we went and lost like two or three games on the bounce. And it was like, oh, you shouldn't have never said anything. But it was like the first time he'd actually mentioned, oh, look, I want to win the league. Like, we can win the league. And it was before that. I think it was before the Cambridge game. And it was like, oh, you've cursed us. We've just gone and lost two or three. But then obviously built it back up. So uh, that was a strange one, actually. I suppose like, it's interesting you, you speak about that kind of, that feeling of, kind of confidence. Because I know, I think what, where it really became apparent, I mean, I think it was apparent for a while. But where I think where it really, really shone through was those, those last couple of games of the season where we had loads of injuries I think you you were injured for a few games I think Carl, Carlos missed one or two and it was like oh my god this, this kind of crying and, and Sully was missing as well I think so all of a sudden we had this injury crisis and we were quite weakened especially going forward but I remember just the winds were so kind of calm and, and so non-fussed 
I just think it's um, like I think momentum is massive in football. You look at like I don't know Blackburn for example in in the Championship. By like the way, they just you start the season so well and then you build a momentum. I watched their game against Middlesbrough the other night and there was nothing in the game. If anything, Middlesbrough were building up momentum, but then Blackburn just scored. It's kind of it's just a momentum thing. You just kind of the ball just goes in the net, and I think that was like how it was going for us last year. And like you said, if a couple of people got injured, you, you still the structure of the team was still there, and someone would just nip in with a goal. And yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't really know to be honest. Like people like McAlinden come in after not playing for ages and, and was excellent and yeah. massive player for us in the end. So it's just a team spirit, I guess. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a funny thing. It's it's such a hard thing to kind of uh, to kind of put your put, put your finger on, really. Mm. Obviously, going going into this season now, like there's been such a big turnover in the squad, and I think you were, I think you and Freddie Price and uh, Andre Men- uh, the Silver Mendes and, and, and Sam as well Sam Lavelle were the only contracted players going into this season so obviously you've kind of seen all these new faces come in and obviously you're a, you're a player who's been at the club I think you're the longest serving player now so what's that been like uh, having all the new faces coming and kind of helping them blend into the building No definitely it's, it's always a it's, it's a weird one isn't it in football especially League 2 League 1 turnover of players it's, it's like passing ships out at sea it's you, someone comes in and then they just leave it's like when do you see them again like to keep in touch and all stuff like that and I've always found that quite weird actually in football but no I think like you say I'm an experienced player now I've been at the club I know like people behind the scenes and all that and I like to think that that's probably one of the strengths I've brought to the team in the last few weeks is, is a bit, of, bit more um, like talking for example on the pitch or a while done here or like this little information on the pitch and stuff and I think I'm probably one of the louder ones in the change room now so um, no I'd like to think I'd bring people together hopefully and yeah there's a good group of lads it's been difficult actually with Covid um, you'd be split across three change rooms at the um, at the uni and stuff and, and although you wouldn't think that's a big deal that's kind of where you socialise the most in the change room isn't it so being back at the ground now and being in a change room with more players and socialising more, having breakfast, lunch together and all stuff like that. I think that's definitely contributed over the last month or so. So that's, um, I think that's key as well, getting that team spirit to, to having a successful team. Yeah, I think obviously the manager, I think he mentioned that after after the Wiccan game, I think actually in, the, in his interview. So there's that kind of been, because I think it almost seems like with that and then uh, Jacob and Trevor coming in, the comeback against Doncaster, putting a good shift against, in, in against Spurs, it seems kind of like, a lot of things have kind of married up in the, in the past few weeks and, and also we've kind of hit upon a, a, a good kind of consistent lineup. So do you think you are kind of feeling that, that those kind of positive changes really start to take, take place now? Because, you know, look at the past couple of performances against Wickham and Wigan, they've been great. I think in terms of like the togetherness in the squad, you can feel it, feel it getting better and all that all the time. It's not going it's not, it's not to happen overnight, is it, when you put 20 new lads in the team and not everyone's going to get on and all stuff like that. So you get those differences where people make friends in different groups and that. But you know, as, you, as you get to know each other over the course of the season, you do get that togetherness more. But um, no, I don't think as footballers in terms of, in terms, you don't look too much into that, do you? And you don't look too much, you kind of, not looking after yourself, but when you're going into a game, you're trying to concentrate on what your job is and what you can bring to the team, kind of thing, rather than or everything else. So, no, there's there's definitely there's definitely parts to that, though. And just finally, uh, for a trashy one, uh, favorite goal from last season? I, I think there's probably one or two it might be, but uh... Uh, favorite goal probably the Tramia one. To be honest, turns out to be the winner in the playoffs on TV. Um, fans are back in the ground. Um, real big game. 
so probably that one. But obviously, if the fans were there, I'd probably sway towards the um, Salford one because that's just to score in the ninety fifth and the ninety sixth was would have would have been yeah would have would have been party in the ground. <laughs> uh, well, it was a party in the press box with a was freeze. Yeah, <laughs> we all heard over rifle. But yeah, I, I did enjoy that tramway one as well. I think uh, I think the fact that it just took ages to go in. Was like, <laughs> yeah, it was slightly yeah. behind me to be fair. I had one similar the other day when Sue was put it in, and I managed to scoop it out to Jonah, but it just, the touch was slightly behind me, so I just managed to dig it out. But as soon as it left my foot, I, I, I felt like it was going to go in. I started peeling away straight away, so yeah, it's placement, not power. Yeah, yeah. I think well, it's saying you send the you know, if you're kind of wrong foot, the goalkeeper will get, get his weight going the other way, then you, know, you don't leave that much power a lot of the time, do you? No, no, exactly. So, but I quite liked a few headers last year. I don't, never scored an header, and then I ended up scoring four or five headers last year. So, and there was one where it scumped up in the last minute as well, which I wanted the header to go in, but oh. come back for a volley. Yeah, I was gutted the header didn't go in, to be honest. But Kel Miller was gutted. He, he, he missed out with the assist from that, didn't he? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, you, you forget about that, actually. Stuff like little things like that, yeah. I've, 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 actually, got, I've actually got one more question as well before I come to Rod. Uh, and that's something that we spoke about in the preamble. And that's, uh, are, are you, now Ryan, Ryan Mack was on last week and he was, he was uh, quite, quite happy that he was taking your, uh, your mantle as <laughs> the most treated injured player this season on the pitch. Because uh, uh, when we got promoted last season, as you said, it, it was probably more noticeable because there was no crowd there and I was doing the commentary. But every time Glenn said to me, who's down injured? I'd say, Aaron Wildig. <laughs> <laughs> No, I seem to get Fardy a few appearances. Like I said, I just I just like to keep him fit, keep him ticking over on the jog and that, and catch up with a few few latest scores around the country when he comes on and whatever else he whatever else he's up to. But no, I don't know. I've always seemed to have, I, don't, I, I just seem to get clattered whether I just nick a footing because I'm a bit slow getting there and then I end up getting caught or what. I don't know, but I seem to pick up a few. Yeah, yeah, but it's all right. You're second behind Ryan now. <laughs> he's technique and he's running with it. So what you say to me is when, when you're on the far side of the field and Farney gets there and he goes, what's up? You go, nothing. What's going Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like <laughs> I like it. Right, Rod, we'll come to you now. Um, obviously, um, my, my first question was going to be, and it's something that's already been alluded to, that there's been a change in the, 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 sort of the training arrangements. What's gone on there? Because it's not, you know, well, nobody knows what's gone on. I don't. I do actually. Um, the, the the unfortunate thing is the, the grass grassed areas of the uni just aren't up to standard. Certainly not at the moment. They're okay, early in the early in the um, either pre-season or early in the season. But as as Arnold testify, you know, they're, they're not right now. They're not fit for purpose, and we don't want to be on Astro all the time. The gaffer doesn't want to be on Astro all the time. A lot of the boys don't. And also, if you if you're trying to attract players to the football club, and AstroTurf mentioned, you do get a reaction without a shadow of a doubt. So uh, we've looked at some options, and and we're going to be based at Lancaster Morton College. Certainly, uh, for the foreseeable, there's still a dialogue with the university. Um, but there's a fair bit of work going on over the past two weeks down at the college. I was down there yesterday. It was being verti drained. Um, it looks a lot better. That said, you know, after we've been training on it for six weeks, who knows? It's going to have an impact, isn't it? But th that's the reason why. And I think there are other benefits as well. And Aaron alluded to this, that boys are eating together. They're coming to the club. They're having some breakfast. They're coming back for lunch. They're in an area rather than being scattered all over the place. And 
from a you know from a, a bonding as a unit point of view there's got to be positives in that so yeah that, that's where we are it's purely the state of the um of, of the uh, of the grass pictures it's uh, it's always been known that um you know i mean we haven't had a particular lot of rain but they do not drain very well at the uni they, they weren't set up properly when they built it in the 60s and uh, it's no when i used to play football I, in the 1970s when i was uh, you know still playing uh, they were they were absolutely awful one half of every single pitch was completely and utterly dreadful absolutely dreadful so it doesn't come as any surprise to anybody who's ever played up there but thanks for that update um look, david there was a, a pre-season first the first uh, day back for pre-season training uh sammy matt was manager and there was a deluge that day and they couldn't do anything it was it was it was underwater yeah so that's that's the back pitch obviously yeah yeah it's uh, it's it is it's well known but anyway there you go um so can, can I, I just say david the, the rest of the facilities though i think we've got to be clear on this oh yeah they're spot on some great facilities up there and uh, there's been no fallout it's just that we've got to make sure we're looking after the lads properly um, we don't want to take risks that shouldn't be taken and 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 you know we'll, we'll assess it as we go ahead but right now uh, i think we're in a better place i don't know aaron do you agree with that uh yeah definitely um i think obviously the pitches are the big one isn't it um I know a lot of the lads don't like training on that Astro uh, tendonitis and things like that start playing a part over a course of time. Um, but no, like you say, the facilities at the university were first class, but at, at the ground, you get that togetherness, you get that control. The one negative is the uh, the manager started taking the gym sessions at the ground because he's got more control of it and they are not pretty, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew there'd be a downside somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he started doing these circuits and let's just say I can barely lift my arms today. <laughs> Well, uh, I, well, it, it, something's working. Long may it continue. <laughs> so, Rod, um, we've sold, uh, I think we've sold over a thousand tickets on Saturday. Is that right? We have indeed, yeah. Excellent. We've, um, we asked for some more um, terrorist tickets today. We've got, um, we've got access to, I think, another 400. So, uh, because they were sold out, there was only, only seated areas left um, as of this morning. But we've got more tourists in area now so yeah great support and you know you it, the support this season it really is palpable um you know just lifted going from a situation where with nobody in the ground for long periods of time to this um it's just fabulous and you know long may it continue i think it's, there's been great support and creating a really brilliant atmosphere and at that point obviously i'll lead into the club statement brought out for shall we say, use of inappropriate songs, which uh, some, some people are claiming it's a bit overkill, other people are saying it, it, it's quite right. Um, you've got to be, I know, I know there's people saying, oh, it's the woke brigade and stuff like that. But I, I think, you know, it, yes, people are saying it is part of football. But as somebody's quite rightly pointed out, so was racism and throwing bananas years ago. And that was part of football and it was accepted. It's always, it's always good to try and enforce a bit of change, I think, isn't it? Well, it's, you know, it's been said to us this week, we got a lot of complaints um, over the weekend, um, especially, you know, quite a number of parents who were there with younger kids and kids asking questions and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and others have said to us, well, why, why, why are we different? You know, you hear it at loads of ground. Well, that doesn't make it right, does it? No. You may hear it at loads of ground. You may hear it on the TV. 
that doesn't make it right. And we are more. I mean, if, if you want to make a stance on it, then we'll make a stance on it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. No, that's why I wanted to mention it, because I, I think it's a positive change, hopefully. I would hope, though, there's going to be some peer pressure because, you know, somebody said, why haven't, why haven't, we, um, why haven't we gone in there and, and ejected them from the ground? Well, that would be very difficult on a match day to go into the Bartikard stand and round 20, 30 uh, youths up and eject them. That's not the way to do things. The way to do it is through education, through inclusion, through talking to them. And I would hope other people in that area and around them will will bring the pressure to bear. We want these we want these people on board. They've played a massive part this year with with um, the atmosphere. Just let's let's get it right. You know, we've got a great reputation as a, a community family orientated club. We've worked on that for donkey's years now, and we want to maintain that. It means something. I, I think you're right, and I think it's quite enlightened that the club are, uh, are saying. They're giving, they're giving the, the people who are, who are seeing this kind of thing, they're giving them the opportunity to change. And I think that's quite fair. Good. I mean, the one thing, obviously, <laughs> uh, there, was, there was quite a few, and I don't know how old they were, but they were arguing, well, it happens all over at football. And you only have to look at last weekend and uh, Aston Villa score, Matty Cash gets coins and all sorts of stuff and bottles thrown at him. And Anton Rudiger for Chelsea gets... Uh, nail clippers and something else thrown at him. Well, that's happening all over the Premiership. It doesn't mean everybody has to do it, does it? It's, no, you know, it's, no. it, doesn't, it doesn't make it right, David, either. No. Just because it's happening all over the place, no. it does not make it right. And you, you do wonder what goes in people's heads at times. I listened to the um, Middlesex uh, uh, cricket chairman yesterday. I don't know if you saw it on the news. And, and, and coming out with stuff like he came out with, I'm thinking, my God, you're in front of, of a parliamentary committee what are you saying? You know, yeah, you, you've got to switch on to the to the modern world. Yeah, you're right. You have. Uh, anyway, to go back to the positives, obviously we've we've got an extra four hundred tickets. So, uh, as David, David, out, well, we haven't got any positives this week. We're all clear. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Yeah, very good. Um, so yeah, we've got extra tickets and obviously this is coming out a little bit earlier so you've got a chance to listen to this and go, if you haven't got a ticket, uh, I, this is only me personally, but obviously uh, we'll come to Accrington and the preview in a minute, but um, I don't think I've ever come out of there not wet. Because <laughs> it just, every time we go, we, I remember yeah, we, we, went, we, beat, we beat them early on in September in about 2017-18 and it still rained. Yeah, 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 it did, it did, you're right. Yeah, we've had we've had some good days there, and we've had some um, <laughs> uh, not so enjoyable days there, should I say? And uh, you, you know, let, let's continue where we are, and you know, who knows what's going to come out of it? It'd be great to get something there, it really would. Have you got any any other news for us? Obviously, uh, have we continued with the work behind the Barticard stand, or that is the top of my list here, David. To be honest, yeah, the roof. Um, work's ongoing. It should be completed within. A, I'm, I'm hoping within a week or two. There, there, there have been a, a couple of um, technical difficulties along the way. It hasn't been dead simple, but uh, we're, we're getting to the end of it now. Thank goodness. And um, you know, it, it's only right that supporters are um, sheltered from from poor weather. And you know, the, the the whole facility in that area now has improved this year, last year from. 
um, from another bar to uh, to serving chips. So you know, <laughs> things are improving. Chairman, I've got one for you. Go on. Wembley photos around the ground. There's a lot of the 2007, yeah. 2008 one, isn't there? If that was the year, but there's not, there's not, there's not one of last year's. Can we, is there any chance you can get something along along those lines? Absolutely. That's it. It has been mentioned, Darren. It has been mentioned. I think, I think you're right. You know, we, we, look for a long time, the Globe Arena, as it was, was a very, uh, it was a very sterile atmosphere. It wasn't. You could have walked into it, and, and apart from the green stuff out there, you wouldn't know you're in a football stadium. Yeah. And we have tried to change that over the last maybe three three years or so. JB's bar now has got stuff up, but I, I'm with you 100 percent um, that we should recognise this. It was a massive achievement and let's get something done. 100% with you. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, we'll, we'll now move on and uh, if you've got nothing else, Rod, no? Um, Check we you. are um, We are making massive improvements to the online shop. That's been tested over the next uh, few weeks and then w- when that goes live, I think you'll see a, a massive difference there. Good. I think that's. Uh, I, I think we said last week when uh, uh, Charlie was on. I was like, "Yeah, that that does need doing because it was pretty clunky." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So moving on, uh, Accrington away on Saturday. Um, it's always because we're so close and because we've played each other in the Northern Premier League and then in the Conference and then in League Two. Um, the thing that uh, there's there's two or three Aki fans who are, they love to try and dig at us by saying, "Oh yeah, but we went we because." They won the conference and they they won League Two, and uh, they they're digging at us somehow, saying, "No, oh, no, we're better than you because we won it, and you didn't." You never won at Wembley. You never won at Wembley, David. Exactly, every answer I put is like, "Yeah, that's right. You've got three promotions and you won. You won all three times, but we haven't. But we've been to Wembley three times and we're unbeaten." <laughs> it, it's interesting, isn't it? That what you were saying with Aaron before about. Um, winning the league and, and, and Derek saying, you know, we can do this. When we were going into um, into April last year, I just got that feeling, we're going to do it. We are going to do it. When you look back, would you swap that for the day, day that we had? You know, from a player's perspective, would you swap it? You, nah, you no can't beat You can't beat promotion, does it? In, 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 in that setting, in that way, it's just, it's magical. No, you definitely. Yeah, you're right. I couldn't, I couldn't argue with that. But anyway, so moving on, uh, our old rivals uh, in this will be the fourth different division, well, fifth different division because we played them in the combination. So, um, so from that point of view, um, we've we've got a long history. Uh, unfortunately, while John Coleman's been in charge, we've not really got a good record against him, uh, have we, Joel? No, it's it's been the tricky, you know, it'd be the tricky rival to have because they've also been a bogey team, which is you know. Exactly what you don't want, you know. It's nice for like South End to have us as a bogey team because we're not a geographical rival. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's been a difficult one. But I think in in the last couple of years, like there was that win uh, coming back from behind. I think Cole Stockton getting Mark Hughes sent off, which is fun. Uh, I think uh, actually uh, Aaron scored the winner in our first ever uh, EFL win over Rackington, which I believe might have remember been. that. Yeah, two thousand fifteen, sixteen was it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, late run of the box, side foot, Aaron Wilding special, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, David assist, if I remember. I think so. Yeah, yes. lovely stuff. But yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to. Obviously, it's a it's an interesting ground to go to. Uh, 
without a roof. So I'm just going to be praying that it doesn't rain, although it usually does. And I usually get, you know, you get soaked, but that's just part of it. But hopefully, you know, new league, I think we played really, really well against them last time. We just kind of had a bit of a mad five minutes that let them back into the game. We get back, look like we might have been, you know, one that we might have been able to go on and win. And then obviously, slightly harsh red card on half time. And then, even then, you know, it was a brilliant second half performance to come back. So it was really strange that game because Accrington, Accrington, because of who they had up front at the time, um, they actually went fairly direct that day. And then, as soon as we had a man sent off, Shane McCartan and the rest of them wanted us to football us to death and kept pulling wide, and they never got the ball in the box. Yeah, I, th- really? I, I kind of got the feeling that I think. When the opposition goes down to ten, I think you, you, there is a bit of a—I guess there is a bit of a thought in your head that is, oh, you know what, lads, let's just keep the ball moving, and eventually they'll tire and a gap will appear. But that didn't. But then you've got to have a little bit of urgency about yourself, and Accrington didn't really, and they didn't probably take advantage as well as they could have done against those seven ten men. Obviously, they get the goal, but you know, then you know they're not really punishing us for having ten men, and then obviously teams. Does a little bit of pressing high up the pitch. Somebody shanks a clear a pass back and then calls in, and it's a it was a you know, really enjoyable moment. But yeah, hopefully there isn't going to be a, well not for us. Uh, there isn't going to be a red card, and you know we'll be able to take all three points because you know we're on a good little run of form. Uh, could go out of the relegation zone if results go our way as well. So you know big big day, big game like they all are really. I suppose going back to that game, Aaron. Uh, I know the gaffers. Um... You know, he's quite he's quite positive in his outlook, isn't he? And uh, when we got that man sent off, I know, you know, quite early on in the second half, he he, he deliberately kept us as four three two, and he did keep two up front that day, if you remember. And uh, it it was you know credit to him that we did get a point in the end. And is he is he always that positive? Is he always on the, wants to be on the front foot? Yeah, I think he's always looking to affect the game from the touchline. I think. Uh... Seen a few games this year. I think what was the other game? Was it Sheffield Wednesday when we were probably, probably looking like we were going to lose the game for 55 minutes, and then he changed. I think to a back three, and we scored, and we were quite comfortable for the last day. So no, I think he's always uh, looking to affect the game from the touchline, and I think that's a sign of a good manager. Yeah, very much so. And uh, your your history against Accrington, you, you have uh, you've popped one in now and again. Obviously, it'll be a great atmosphere with us taking uh, well over a thousand fans there. Um, just as a matter of interest, they bought 573 to us, so <laughs> we're easily outclassing them in the amount we're taking. Perhaps it's the novelty, I don't know, but I needed to get that in, just in case, because obviously, you know. But um, again, Accrington uh, have been quite direct. Uh, Colby Bishop uh, has been a threat all season for them up front. Uh, they've lost their other best man, though, because obviously uh, he disappeared off to, uh, for big money and different climbs, but it's always a tricky game, isn't it? No, definitely. Um, I think they've got some big lads in the middle of the pitch and whatnot. They're always a pretty physical physical unit. And then you've got McConville and obviously Jono, who put balls in the box for Bishop. So, it's a tough game. It's always a tough place to go. Um, I don't think their pitch is what, is what it used to be, because I think it's top state-of-the-art now, isn't it? So, um, But no, hopefully I, the manager picks me, and um, if he does, hopefully I can nick a goal, because over the years I've seemed to have a bit of a habit of nicking goals in... in so-called derbies, Accrington, Carlisle, Barrow, I've seen to always nick a goal in those sort of games. So uh, hopefully, touch wood, another one Saturday would be nice. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I yeah, get picked first, so that's right, the yeah. first. <laughs> well, the, good, the good thing is, we said to Jonah last week, you're going to score, and he did. 
and he had the game. Right. He had his best one of his best games in a Morecambe shirt. So let's be positive and say exactly the same. I hope you're right. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're going to get a start, and you're going to get. I mean, if we nicked it one nil and you scored it, then obviously we can take all the credit next week. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you the credit for that if that's the case. I'll have yeah. to come on every week if, if if you can predict that. I'll come on every week. <laughs> <laughs> I might hold I might hold you to that. <laughs> Uh, what, what, yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Rod? Um, obviously, like you say, we had some great games over the years. Just for Joel's information, I'm actually, I've actually got some seats in that little new stand they've built because I just know it's going to rain. But anyway, what about you, Rod? Yeah, they made, they made uh, some big improvements at the Iceland Cup, the, the, the Crown Ground, the Wham Stadium. Um, they're always interesting contests, aren't they? You've got, you've got Coley there, who's... who's He'll always be a, a hero at Morecambe as a player. He was a tremendous goal scorer for us um, for, for a number of years. In, in really halcyon times in the uh, through the Northern Premier into the conference. So, um, and it's an interesting touchline pairing, isn't it? Him and Jimmy Bell. You know, they're not they're not sort of shrinking violets, are they? Um, <laughs> so it's always so it's always interesting uh, down that touchline on that in that technical area. Um, looking forward to it, you know. It's a local derby. It's highly charged. Um, they're not in a bad position. Um, who knows where they could, what they could do this this year? We do need the points. There's some really encouraging signs, and with great support there, you know why not? I, I think we're we're more than capable. So yeah, looking forward to Saturday. And uh, take your raincoat. Absolutely. <laughs> So we'll wrap up now, but we'll come to Joel. Have we got anything on the trust front? Uh, obviously, there's, I think there's, I think there was one place left on the coach to Aki on Saturday. I think. Yeah, I think I think some ones just opened up. I think there was a, there was a positive uh, COVID test, but yeah, there is one space going. So obviously, get in touch if if you are looking that. Uh, but obviously, by the time this has come out, I'm not quite sure what the availability. So take that with a pinch of salt. But yeah, I don't think there's too much more in general to go over. I think actually, just, just tonight, I've, I've just come from a meeting, uh, one of our meetings with with the club, and we are we, you know we are able to kind of feed things back to the club. So obviously, like. If you you know if you do ever want a point of contact and, and you see one of the one of the, one of the trust members and the board members about you know you can you can come and talk and we can look to try and pass things on for the club if, if need be. Watch out. Well, this has been uh, Shrimpnet. I've no idea what episode we're on now. Um, we're we're out a little early this week because uh, well everybody was busy tomorrow night. So that's the that's the uh, that's the end of this one. Thanks to Rod. Uh, thanks to Aaron. Uh, good luck on Saturday and good luck on so Saturday. Good luck on Saturday in the boardroom. Good luck on the terraces, Joel. I shall be wavering from my uh, my seated ivory tower on Saturday. I shall be waving regally. <laughs> After we might, I think we might go in the the, the crown for a, a couple of cheeky ones because we're going to get there a bit earlier. I've never ever in all those years of going there, nearly thirty years of going there, I've never had a seat in there because we always get there at quarter past two. So I've decided we're going for one o'clock. But if I'm telling you, everybody will get there for one o'clock and I won't get a seat. <laughs> this has been Shrimpnet. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, we'll come back next week and talk about the fantastic away victory when Az has nicked it in the 90th minute with a header. Be nice. It would. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>